So grade 10s, you might know personally how difficult it is to get even a small group of people to perfectly agree on ideas of what needs to happen. And that can just be on a good day. Now, when we add the element of what's happened in France in terms of the economics, the financial struggle they were having, it just makes the whole situation considerably worse. So what happens is in 1787, the king is attempting to sort out the financial trouble he's got. He gets his finance minister in and they start looking at options. And what's the simplest way governments solve problems of finance? They look at taxes and taxes don't make people happy because it means it's more money they're paying out. So, of course, this causes further anger in the people. And what has to happen is that the estates general gets called in. And what that is, it's a representative body of the three estates. And this would be your kind of government structure that's representing the people under the king. Of course, the king's still in charge, so he'll still have power. And again, misusing that power is not going to end well. But we do have this kind of idea of a democracy, which is not really democracy, which is, of course, what in itself will make the people get angry. So there was two key issues for this idea of the Estates General. 98% about of the people were in the third class. Okay? And they were considering the fact that since they are the third estate is the people where the majority of the people of France are, they should have at least a double number of members representing them in this so-called parliament, which is fair since they are the majority of the people. Now, remember, they've got the history of how France has dealt with them, how the king deals with them, and how the higher estate or classes deal with them too. So they've got a reason to be angry, and they're tired. They're obviously tired of the problem that's been happening in terms of where France has found itself. And remember, they've got this queen that's excessive with her spending of money. We've got a king who doesn't really care. So you can imagine that eventually the people are getting tired of the nonsense, so they are not happy with what's going on in terms of this. So let's, just, so let's look at it now. You've got the Estates General. It would be the three different classes, the first estate, second and third estate. Now, it doesn't seem fair that all three of those estates should have the same number of representatives because, of course, as we've said, the third estate has the most people, so they logically want more people. And then the further thing becomes, in terms of that, how will the voting take place? So if it's per estate, then it means the third estate, even though the majority, it wouldn't matter because the first two estates would go against them. So the numbers of people they have wouldn't matter. If, however, the voting takes place per head and the third estate obviously has the most people, then that means logically that the third estate would have the majority vote, which is only fair if you think about it since they're the majority of the people. We can tell that things are going to start changing in France because the king is forced to consider that and to take that um, idea into, into account. And of course, this is where we start seeing that something is about to change in France in a way that will never be reversed again. And that leads us into an incredible part of this French Revolution history. It's called the Tennis Court Oath in your textbook that's on page 90 and for good reason. 
The king clearly wasn't learning his lesson, because what starts happening is that the Estates General will meet on the 4th of May, 1789. The three Estates meet in in separate halls in the palace by the king. But what starts happening is the third estate starts realizing they might actually be able to win the story. So they start putting out a campaign to invite the other two estates to join them. And you can imagine this has got to get back to the king. Not only do they do that, they take another big step, which obviously the king saw as a sign of war, which was not crazy to do. They changed their name from the third estate to the National Assembly. Now, what this effectively means is that this third estate is kind of creating a new country, or nation within France. I mean, that's obviously going to be a problem for the king and it's going to be a problem for other nobles and whatever that is with him. So, acting somewhat like a child who can't, I can't imagine you could think this was going to work, the king hits back and in this, the, the hall that they are supposed to be meeting in, the king locks the door, which is very adolescent if you actually think about it, very childish. Not only does this not stop the National Assembly of the Third Estate, it actually makes them more convinced of their actions they need to take. What they will end up doing at this point is they actually literally meet on a tennis court, which is where this idea of the tennis court oath will come from. So in the process, they vow together never to move from that spot until they change what's going on in France. And what I want to point out at this point that is so important is that this is how a revolutionary happens. A revolution, sorry, happens. People can get excited in a moment and say they're going to do something, but when the push comes to shove, when things have to get done and they can't maintain that viewpoint, it gets dangerous for so-called revolutionaries because what the government waits for and hopes for is that the passion fizzles out and then they can find the core leaders and destroy them effectively, which then crushes the so-called rebellion. By fact that these people did gather on the tennis court um, and hold to it, um, tells you that something was going to change. And what happens is people feed off of each other's energy in that way. And this is what they, this is what they did. So what happens furthermore is this tennis court oath starts gaining momentum and the people start believing that something can happen. They go so far as to even draw up a new constitution. And what's happening at this point is members from the first and second estate are filtering through and joining them. And this, of course, is where we can assume that the end of France effectively begins. It's the first stage. They'll be coming more violent things off this and that's what we'll look at next but this is the first stage so we concentrate this idea on the tennis court oath but we've included the calling of the national assemblies the three estates to come together and speak and of course the king's bad handling of that situation is what ultimately is going to do him in but sadly not before things get quite violent and that's where we'll go next